This is the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Now, here are your hosts, Cody, Kyle, and Ken. And welcome back to this super special Off the Break Podcast. This is the CinemaCon episode. Woo! How's it Vegas. going, guys? Woo. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Ken and I are a little sore. We were we were in Vegas last this all last week and it's a five days of eating, drinking and talking and it just rough, rough. <laughs> Can't relate this year. Yeah. Someone got <laughs> left out. I know. Kyle got to go <laughs> August last year and then Ken and I went this year and he's going to get to go next year, but fingers crossed. Yeah. I but that would a, be great. I need a beer and a cigarette right now just to catch up I from all the, <laughs> all the smoke I inhaled. Full, full disclosure, we're having beers on this podcast, so it should be really fun. But Ken, Ken and I kind of need a, a little hair of the dog to ease us back into normal life. Like what? I haven't had a glass of wine before 11 o'clock yet. That's how you ease down, right? Yeah, just, <laughs> no, you just... It, uh, we, figured, we figured it out. It's coffee, cocktail. Coffee, cocktail. And that's the yeah. Coffee, cocktail. Maybe a little Cocktail, food. cocktail, cocktail, cocktail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aspirin bed. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't just jump off the cliff after that. You have to dip your toe in the water and then and then right. you'll get off that there's, high. There's no cold turkey today. No. I mean, technically, we're still in CinemaCon week. It's only Friday. No, I was but... throwing dice in the hallway at the office yeah. <laughs> trying to come down a little bit. I just got to get it out of my system. Had that itch. <laughs> That's that's what Vegas does to you, man. I lost a whole $10 in a slot machine. Oof. That's it. That's more than I lost when I went to Vegas. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. <laughs> I lost I slightly more than $10. <laughs> Did you gain any more? No comment. I lost slightly more than $10. <laughs> Mr. Cruz, we had to talk about this. <laughs> we'll get back to that conversation later. Yeah, we'll loop back around to that. Things are finding out. <laughs> Well, there are three massive things we want to talk about on this special episode. The first one being CinemaCon. Mm-hmm. The second one being the launch of Screen Insider. Woo! Woo! It happened. It, it finally, finally happened. Yes, finally <laughs> happened. And third, the Avengers of Sharky. We, uh, I'm surprised you <laughs> want to talk about the Avengers of Sharky, but okay. Oh, we are so talking about the Avengers of Sharky. That's how we're going to get this started. So, All right. I don't know if any of our listeners were aware or follow me on Facebook, but as we were leaving the house over the weekend, um, my youngest son in hugging me goodbye, like very quickly handed me this like zombie shark t- stuffed toy. And mommy, you need to take him to Vegas. So of course I do that. I just right into my pocket. Sharky went and out the door to the airport. And then when we were in security at the airport, they're like, ma'am, what is in your pocket? Because here I am with a bulge in the front of my pocket. <laughs> and in a panic, I pull out this toy shark and try to throw it back to Ken. So And then the security <laughs> guards tackled you, yeah. right? <laughs> so that like that's not suspicious at all. Right. So, so Ken had to go through the body scanner with this toy shark and then he hands it back to me and we're getting our shoes and stuff on at, at the totes and stuff at the, at the bins and uh, a security guard, very sheepishly, very embarrassed, very young guy comes up to me and it's like, ma'am, I, I need to squeeze your toy. <laughs> and I very loudly was like, you need to squeeze my toy. <laughs> And thus Sharky began. So yes, he squeezed Sharky. Sharky is is not out to hurt anybody, but he was out for an adventure. A Vegas adventure. A Vegas adventure. <laughs> so I took pictures of Sharky at various places, mm-hmm. doing various amounts of naughty things because he's half zombie shark. He's got a naughty side. Naturally. And uh, it became a really fun way to enjoy Vegas. <laughs> I, for one, was enjoying yeah. it. <laughs> So some of Sharky's adventures were getting into the bubble bath at Lush mm-hmm. and um, having pina coladas, or as we called them, Sharka coladas. Ooh, okay. Going to Top Golf, becoming Shark Norman, and <laughs> uh, waking up in bed with a stranger, <laughs> puking in a toilet. You know, normal, normal Vegas things. Of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, so I think Sharky had a great adventure, and we had fun with Sharky in Vegas. And who knows, he might make a reappearance next year. Oh. Might be Kyle's companion. <laughs> I'll be waking up in bed next to yeah. Sharky. Is that yeah. what's about to happen here? You guys here? can share a room. <laughs> he sounds like a, a riot. I'd love to. Oh. 
So yeah, so we should um, have to repost those, a recap of Sharky's Avengers down the road. Yeah, yeah, we totally should try. So CinemaCon, super fun. We had such a blast. This year's vibe was way different. It was just, I think it was less about the product and the presentations and just more about the relationships and and seeing people again and all the excitement the excitement of being out with them and having drinks and you know i just felt like i was so excited to see everybody i knew and to socialize again without children around that i was i was very happy to be there even though it was vegas and i don't really care for vegas well after seeing the pandemic on the news for two years straight seeing that most of the people in LA survived was interesting. Yeah. I thought for sure they were all gone. You were kind of <laughs> that there were uh, robots. Scratch, you're kind of scratching your head, going, "Are we going to see some of these people again?" Yeah. Or... I, I assumed not. <laughs> Watching CNN, that they were all gone. So right. when you did see them walk through the doors, you were, "Oh, okay, <laughs> everybody good. survived. They we're could. all good." Yeah, they they all look great. <laughs> some of us gained weight in the pandemic, and some of us look fabulous. But everybody was there and having a good time, and the the vibe was just you know excitement, happiness, and and that was nice. I feel like that was special in of itself. I'm sure it also helped that we saw much improvement in the industry. I mean, not mm-hmm. just with Spider Man, but the whole bunch of other movies that have been releasing right. lately. When it was going on in August, you were feeling the camaraderie, but at the same time, there was. You know, still people holding their breath, I would say. Right. Like, it, it was, at least for me, it was the first time really seeing the industry, like, in unity. But there still was questions hanging over everyone's head, for sure. Oh, no. It was good. I feel like the narrative this time was less about, like, how is streaming going to impact us? And it was more of, like, hey, remember, you need us now. I think there was a – the tables have turned a little bit. There has been some success in theatrical and it was more of like the studios are slightly reminded that they need theatrical. And so it was all a very positive thing. And I think when they say our partners in exhibition, I don't know if they mean partners, but I think that they know just reluctantly that they have to they, you know, they, partner with exhibition on this. There's more of a lesson on their end that was yeah. learned. Yes. And, and that's the and that was behind the wording, I bet. Right. Everything seemed positive. Everything yeah. has been improved except for the amount of security they have around stages <laughs> when Hollywood people are on stage. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that about the Warner's um, presentation because we're going to go through all of them. But let's just say I think that security has probably been really lax because it's theater owners and managers and no one in the 10 years of I've ever been there has ever tried to walk up to the stage to when a celebrity's been on it not once never has that ever happened yeah i mean they're not press or a fan or uh, a scoopers or anything like that like they're not yeah. trying to you don't get fans yeah. rushing the stage at this thing no. at all no <laughs> like, it'd be nobody, so awkward nobody nobody rushes anywhere no <laughs> except to the buffet maybe yeah to the slots the buffet the bathroom <laughs> that's about all yeah. not the stage so that yeah. The only the only rushing I saw was Ladanian Tomlinson going to the bathroom because they scheduled the draft the same <laughs> week as CinemaCon. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Right. <laughs> so we should get it started with going through what the studios brought us. Yeah. Um, on Monday we had uh, Sony kicked off CinemaCon with their presentation on Monday. And I think the best thing to come out of that was Bullet Train. We saw about fifteen yes. minutes. Uh, the first fifteen minutes. It is so good, Kyle. Like, oh, I know. It is fast paced. The dialogue is quick and witty. It's got so much action. And Brad Pitt is just so charismatic on screen. I just so drawn to him. Yeah. So I am really excited about Bola Train. I think that was the best thing in their presentation. I hope it's a surprise hit. It seems like Sony has some confidence in it. And with July being a little thin. Yeah. I would be very happy to see that. It comes out at the end of July, but there's really nothing in August. So I expect legs on this film. Yeah, I'm hoping for that. And then we got the news right before CinemaCon that they were moving Spider-Verse 2. Right. We talked about it on last week's podcast. And I was like, why are you doing this? You should have a done film. And then we got, you know, like 10, 15 minutes of Mm Spider-Verse. And it was 10% 10% finished. It was not <laughs> done, people. It is. It was, there is a reason why they moved it a year. It, it is thought so. Yeah. crazy how 
undone it I was. need to apologize for last week's podcast because I just had this assumption that there more of it was done. Well, they had a fully cut trailer. Yeah, and we have been playing it for a really long Since time. Since Morbius, it's mm-hmm. been a month yeah. of this trailer being on screen. And a trailer is three minutes, which is right. a not a small percentage of a movie. No. And you, <laughs> so you would assume that... You know, I thought they at least had the first film done because it's a two-parter. So I assumed with a trailer that this film was at least 80% done. It would have been the other 20. No. You know what they say about assuming things about film companies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sony. So we did see some of the Spider-Verse. It looks just as good as the first one. The animation style is still beautiful to look at. and Delve deeper into Mm -hmm. each one of the characters and the fact that this one is going to be... continuation of the original and a part three right it's going to be there's going to be a lot of character development but yeah. in the same very you know award-worthy style of the oh. first one and then we um viola davis came out and got an award um i think it's like a legacy or something yeah award. it was and um she brought the trailer for the woman king and i got a phone call in the middle of this trailer and had to like excuse myself thinking that it wasn't something important and it was not it was a telemarketer and i was like (laughs) why did i not check the caller id but i thought if anybody's calling me during this it had to be important so i missed the second half of the trailer but what i saw in the first half looked intense like it looks it looks tough like these women warriors are badass in this women warriors from africa it's based Mm -hmm. on a true story and then she came out in a pink jumpsuit a bright pink jumpsuit (laughs) it but i feel like that was vegas and that's what you should be wearing if it's not glittery it should be bright i only pointed out because i was disappointed because i had the exact same outfit on (laughs) and they're like oh you copied viola she wore it better be kidding me (laughs) yeah so i mean um sony's presentation was was decent it they did not have the impact that they had last year by bringing Ghostbusters out. Like oh, they really sure. nailed it in August. Um, I don't think they had the same impact this year. And I just think that's because they don't have a lot upcoming. Mm-hmm. It, their stuff is further down the road. But they didn't bring enough celebrity. They brought Tom Rothman who spoke through the entire <laughs> presentation. Yeah, right. Like, he's like, I'm in charge of Sony. I'm going to introduce every single person. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. We have Spider-Man. <laughs> We know. We, we save, know. We saved the world. Lord and Miller <laughs> came out because they're doing Spider-Man, and they are very fun on stage. Yeah, I'm sure that was entertaining. I do. I've seen them before. I think they've come to CinemaCon before, and, and they are very good Yeah, on stage. So Nice. Um, yeah, I think Sony did it. It did an okay start to our week. Mm-hmm. Then on Tuesday, there was the State of the Industry and Neon's presentation, which we missed because we were at breakfast with somebody. So this is why Kyle needs to go. We were mimosas deep. <laughs> we were three mimosas <laughs> deep Tuesday morning. And um, and so we missed that one. But I hear it was pretty, Neon did a pretty good job. Um, and they've got some interesting films upcoming. But the big one we did hit was Warner Brothers. And Warner's brought out so much talent so many trailers it was a really decent presentation Dwayne the Pex Johnson yes so the <laughs> big did make an appearance the nice. big appearance was Dwayne Johnson he was Dwayne there. Johnson's chest you mean was yeah. the big appearance <laughs> he, he was there uh, supporting super pets and Black Adam and we did see some Black Adam trailer right footage and it looks like Dwayne Johnson in a Mar- in a Marvel movie so yeah it doesn't look too bad though I think but let me tell you. Dwayne Johnson, amazing on stage. He's huge, tall, big, always charismatic, really knows how to draw the attention of a room. But I think his choice of shirt was a little inappropriate this year. Oh, it was the same jumpsuit that Ken wore? (laughs) I wish. That would have covered things. Oh. He wore this tight red shirt that had like this knitted crochet pattern in it, but he didn't wear an undershirt. So there was like Dwayne Johnson peck cleavage. Oh no! And belly button, and I was like, mm, this, "I know you're stacked, but I'm uncomfortable <laughs> seeing like through your shirt. Like I you're in, felt like, you're in, dirty like, the, looking at him like that. You're in the back row of this thing. You're yeah. like, how can I see it from here? I get you could not miss it. It was <laughs> he is right. so large. Even if I didn't look at the huge video of him behind him mm-hmm. on the screen, I could still see through that shirt. <laughs> I was like, so glad the lights were down while I went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> I was like, 
like like wear an undershirt if you're gonna do that i don't I think, need i think he did but the undershirt ripped on the it way it must up. have ripped on the way out there was and he's so tan and just Dwayne the fox johnson yeah Ooh. i was uncomfortable in my seat but he did that was really fun and then um they showed they announced that they're gonna make a batman too and ken was so excited for his nap <laughs> his upcoming nap they'll schedule that in R- for 2023 <laughs> matt reeves and robert pattinson were artistes and this is a one-off Mm-hmm. And we're never going to do this again. This is a one-time situation. We're going to just make one-offs. Oh, we're wait. not going to do a universe. Oh, wait, it made half a billion dollars oh. worldwide. So we're going to make 19 more of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they showed some footage of Wonka with um, oh, Timothy t- Chalamet in it as as the Willy Wonka. It's like a prequel film before he gets the chocolate I factory. I forgot this was a thing. Timothy yeah. Camembert, Vogue uh, Cliquo, yeah. Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> Um, Seven I, yawn, Y A W N. It's just so much scening and dancing in it. I yeah, was, that's what Willy Wonka does. No, the movie had a little scening and dancing. This looked like all scening and dancing. Like they didn't so was, have dialogue. The original was a musical. Yeah. I know. I it, Sort of. No, it was, it, a, it musical. was a musical. Okay, well, Gene Wilder scening. It had just as much music as Sound of Music did. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Wilder scening just doesn't grade on me the way this did. I was just like, oh my god, that's gosh. probably true. Big, big production numbers. To... No, I was not, ex- Loompa. Yeah, of not excited it was for it. I still don't understand this movie. Willy Wonka isn't real. Why is there a prequel movie explained to us who Willy Wonka is? I don't know. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, Willy, the, the... ah, never mind. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but I think. Outside of Dwayne Johnson and his inappropriate shirt and his cleavage, um, Baz Luhrmann came out to talk about Elvis, and mm. he kind of started the show. Yeah. Baz Norman. No. Whatever, Ken. <laughs> that guy was so captivating, oh. so much energy. Oh, yeah. So I could have listened to him talk all night. He just... He would, if you got him started, he wouldn't have stopped. They literally almost had to drag him off the stage. You and everyone else in... You know, the 75 and over age bracket was captivated. <laughs> Anyone else was like, oh, my God, get Crocodile Dundee off the stage. <laughs> she did look like Crocodile Dundee a little bit, That's like amazing. a really fashionable one. Wow. The but... whole time, like halfway through, what I thought was halfway through, I just wanted to go, That's not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. This I... is not a documentary. Get off the stage. Behind you, a crocodile. <laughs> to see if you ran off. Yeah. He just, he he just would, ran, whoa. Force a habit. He right. just runs away when everybody no, points and says have, there's a crocodile. It yeah. would have just started another story of his. Um, Elvis looks big, spectacular. I still am concerned because who under 50 is going to care about Elvis? Sure. Um, he did try to talk about trying to make Elvis contemporary. And so if he can achieve what he did in Elvis, what he did for like Romeo and Juliet, Elvis might have a chance. Yeah. Same with Great Gatsby, too. He yeah. was able to kind of pull that off. But he had Leonardo DiCaprio. It helped. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it wasn't, is Romeo and Juliet pre or post Titanic? I think it's before Titanic. Yes. So I don't think he. No. Or was it, it was post? after. Everything it was, really? was after. Yes. Okay. okay. Everything Leonardo DiCaprio was after. Okay. Except well, for like Troll 2. <laughs> yeah. Well, barring a big name. And um, that's why he casted Tom. Thanks for adding 30 million to my box office. (laughs) (laughs) Although the guy that does play Elvis in it really does have that really deep, like Southern Elvis voice. Like it was weird. Oh yeah. I didn't think his voice, like the way he looks, I did not think his voice would sound like that in real life. Sure. Um, And then they showed a trailer of the flash movie, the upcoming flash movie. (laughs) Obviously Ezra Miller was not there (laughs) because he's in custody (laughs) back in Hawaii or wherever he's at. I bet I'm going to guess that they didn't even say his name. They just said we're excited for the flash and Michael Keaton's Batman. And he, and you saw him in the bat suit in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is why they don't mention (laughs) during any of these conventions. You don't hear, Film rental. Yeah. Windows. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Minimum week commitments. Everybody's happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. <laughs> the Flash. Da, 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 That's da. it. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad what Ezra Miller's going through because I think as the as the Flash, he's amazing in it. And I, he's yeah, he one of my more job. favorite yeah. DC characters. So I don't think I'm going to see another film after this one, though, unless he gets his shit together. Yeah. 
Um, and then the last one we'll talk about is Don't Worry Darling uh, with Olivia Wilde came out to talk about it. It's got Harry Styles and... Um, uh, Florence Pugh, right? Yeah, yeah. And pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> and I I thought the film looked interesting. It, um, the, tr- the footage was great. It was a trailer and it was kind of like a mystery. Like you really don't know what's going on. A bit of a thriller. I'm not sure what Harry Styles was doing in that trailer, but it looked like Florence P.U. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? 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 <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get at. I don't know where at. he was putting d- his nose. I think he was putting his nose in between oh something on a kitchen table <laughs> and Flor- that Florence was serving up. Wow. Okay. It was in a little tra- shocking to see it in front of that. That's as part of the trailer, I, like, yeah. and, we'll t- and in front of that a CinemaCon crowd too. Wow. Yeah. All oh, right. No, no, hey, no. We'll talk it, about right? the Bros trailer in a yeah. minute. <laughs> oh my god. You okay. thought that a heterosexual couple engaging in that was like a little dicey to see in the, <laughs> on the <laughs> huge screen. Wait until you see all those red votes in a room. Yeah. <laughs> watching, watching Billy Eichner <laughs> go, go full um, Ro- bathhouse Ro- in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, be- well, before we talk about that, uh, did you want to bring up uh, what happened with her yeah. on the stage? So the big headline coming out was that she got served with, you know, um, legally served uh, child custody papers during mm-hmm. this. And she totally did. We were sitting there and they- CinemaCon's known to have kind of these like awkward little celebrity bits that try to make the audience laugh. Sure. So at first, when this young gal walked up, dressed just like everybody else in the room, like in you know, business casual attire um, that nobody thought anything of it. Like it just probably was going to be the start of a bit. And yeah. I think that maybe even Olivia Wilde thought that. So she grabs this envelope, looks at it. And of course there's a camera on her panning to a huge screen behind her. And you could tell that that was like legal paperwork. Jeez, the camera caught that. Yeah. Wow. I think in a very quick flash, cause she pulled it out and put it back in. I was like, Oh, Okay. And then um, that gal, the little gal that gave it to her immediately booked it. it out. And then you knew something was up because she just immediately left right out of the building. Wow. So, but I will give it to Olivia Wilde. Grace, flawlessness. She did not, it didn't stop her at all. She just went on, was enthusiastic, didn't change her emotions. It, she is so poised. It was Yes, she's remarkable. great. I want to talk about the real hero here. What? That process server yeah. is making... <laughs> You know what? Fifty thousand dollars a year maximum, right? Yeah. The balls on that person to go up there. You have to have that. balls for that job. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cantaloupes that lady's carrying between her legs. No kidding. <laughs> that to is, do that. That is really wild. Like you can't deny that she is not doing her job. <laughs> and Olivia Wilde shouldn't be embarrassed because I think everybody's like, yeah, whatever. It's happening. It's happening over in her thing. But I think Mitch Newhauser should be embarrassed for the lack of security at this thing. Eh, maybe just a little. Super embarrassed. I mean, there's people getting getting pulled out of the theater for checking emails on their cell phones. Yeah, mm. or recording the video. I saw a guy getting pulled for during Universal for recording the presentation. Just oh. immediately pulled. So the, it's not like they didn't have security. I mean, they had these green lasers that would shine on somebody's phone and then the person would get a talking to and the, like they were really on, on the up and up and always have been about the, the studio presentations, not getting leaked, the mm-hmm. footage, not getting leaked. But in 10 years that I have been going to this cinema con, not talking in show West before that, but even that or show but, East where everybody does cocaine. Cause they're in Miami. Right. <laughs> but for the time I've been there, no one, not once has, ever run up to the stage ever tried to get a celebrity to touch them ever bum rushed anything i mean everybody is just so composed polite considerate audience yeah. we clap awkwardly at the points we're all supposed to yeah some every once in a while they get a shout out all i the, mean that's I about mean, it all the celebrities are there to glad hand the theater owners and yeah the film company execs nobody's you don't see anybody a hair out of place, nope. any any no. issues, nobody in a, a shitty mood. It, yeah. Right. You never they don't get yelled at or heckled or anything. I mean, it's a really but, really easy gig for these celebrities. But we just came off of the biggest celebrity <laughs> on issue. celebrity violence yeah. we've scandal, ever seen. Uh, scandal issue on a a performing arts stage that's <laughs> yeah. that's ever happened. I mean, it wasn't 
I think it was the same month. <laughs> I mean, it was the same 30-day yeah. period. And then we're like, yeah, we'll just let people walk around here. Right. It, feel, it feels like it's been 12 years, but really, it probably has only been a month at this point. It's wild. Yeah. So. Well, lesson learned, I guess. But we'll again, see what happens next year with the security <laughs> there. I mean, it's going to be like Fort Knox now. We've let we've been evacuated from CinemaCon one year because somebody left a backpack in there. Like, oh. it's not like it, this place lacks security, but, right? But apparently, stage security is is the weak link in all of this. Well, it's like you said, they dress up like everyone else there so they're they probably did. like they did not look out of place it's not like they look like a fan they didn't look like a normal vegas yeah person with the cutouts and some of the skin that we saw there no they they looked like a normal person for sure uh let's talk about universal then is that the next one no uh no we've got when that so that took care of tuesday oh okay and then they did a black phone screening which ken and i missed we were out at dinner but i wouldn't have watched it anyways because i don't do horror movies sure but i heard good things from it that it, it went over pretty good okay um okay so then wednesday the first presentation on wednesday was disney and we missed that one because we were out at breakfast but some of the highlights of it is they showed the first like 15 minutes of dr strange which big whoop it's coming out next week like we couldn't <laughs> waited seven days yeah uh they showed some footage of Lightyear to a group of adults again not very exciting because... but at least they showed something for it yeah they're sticking to it they're sticking to it but the big thing was that they did have an avatar trailer it was in 3d so mm, 3d okay. is going to be a huge part of this of this and um i think you're going to see a 3d requirement on your show time so dust think... off your glasses yeah, or find some and make sure <laughs> yeah. your equipment works because if you have a working equipment in there, I think you're going to have a requirement on having at least one or two shows in 3D. Gotcha. So just be prepared for I that. I wouldn't be shocked if they said even if you don't, <laughs> that you have to <laughs> yeah. figure out a way to get it on if you want oh, to. Oh, they're, they're not going to make you if you don't have it. They can't do that, but... They can't. They can't. But, I, you know, I, I just see 3D through the this summer and into the fall becoming more and more like studios asking for it more and more. Cause they're looking for those upcharges any and everywhere yeah. they can 3d ha ha or get the F out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the big one that I cannot wait to talk about was Wednesday's afternoon presentation from universal. Not only did universal bring probably like the most trailers and had the best presentation, the most trailers, the most trailers, <laughs> And had the best presentation probably the entire week. Yeah. Um, but a close client of ours, someone near to, dear to our hearts, got to actually go on stage with talent and present. And so we are just so proud of the next act in Pikesville, Maryland. Uh, they got to present with Jordan Peele and they did such a good job. Like That's th awesome. They are one of the only black owned theaters not only just in the country, but in Baltimore and Maryland. So wow. there's very few African-American-owned theaters in the country, and they are really kicking it and representing it at their location. So That's terrific. Robert and Tony got to um, got to go. Tony got to be the one to go up there and, and talk to Jordan Peele, and it was just really fantastic, and we were so proud of him. And he did such a good job, too. Like, I'm not just biased because he's our client, but a lot of the other people were super awkward and just managers on stage. It sure, was nice yeah. to have an actual owner poised and represented there. Yeah. That's really impressive. Great job to them. Yeah. There was this poor, I mean, the, almost everybody was very awkward, but there was this so awkward, poor, wonderful man. That was a theater manager in Canada that got to present with Steve Carell uh -oh. and Steve Carell asked him on stage in front of 5,000 people, to do the groove voice. Oh, no. That's, so they paired them all, like, this is for bitty stuff. Yeah. You know, he's, like, yeah. He's funny, and he does a groove voice for his employees and, and his, his family. kids. So they have him do the groove voice, and this poor guy was just... So nervous. So, so uncomfortable. Yeah. Shaking. Yeah. Shaking nervous. Yeah. And he... He tried his best. And then Steve Carell would, like, correct him, be like, no, you got to go higher in the groove voice. <laughs> just, like, making, like, dragging it out. Yeah, this poor guy is like, more. oh, no. But I think the, the highlight for the presenters was Joe Coy coming out for Easter Sunday. Yeah. 
So, oh, that's awesome. So Jordan Peele came out for Nope, and we got to see the Nope trailer. And I'm glad I saw more of it because it puts it way more in context than what it, the film is. Yeah. Sort of. Sort of. And it, <laughs> and that looks fantastic. You got to keep it secret just a little. And then right after him and Tony, which Tony did awesome. I just love love them. Um, we, Jamie Lee Curtis came out with these two very awkward girls, just giggly young they were awkward 19 year old kids yeah they, they hadn't they just and anyways did, did she grab them from the strip like what? no <laughs> from an alamo draft house. yeah right from a random alamo draft house gotcha but she was awesome she had energy she looks fabulous she knew her audience been oh, doing yeah. this a long time she said the f word more than cody does yeah she's a dirty potty mouth wow lady after my own heart here <laughs> fine 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 yeah so, and she showed us uh, Halloween ki- uh, ends. Oh, like a trailer for it or yeah. something? Gotcha. Yeah. And so that was pretty good. And then there was a couple, what I'm calling, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stick in the scary category because Nope and Halloween ends are scary movies. And then in the scary category, we saw Last Voyage of Demeter trailer, which Dracula's um voyage from transylvania to the new world and when the ship arrives there's no life on it that was the big part in the book oh okay and so it's just a movie about dracula picking off the sailors one by one but the worst part for me about it was that there's a kid why is there always have to be a kid in this trailer so much time Move okay. On. <laughs> okay. Then there was this creepy futuristic movie called Megan, and Allison Williams came out to to talk about that one. And again, looks awful. She's the Amanda Peet lookalike. Yeah. I'll figure this out. Keep <laughs> yeah. going. But Megan is like this, like android doll thing that's supposed to protect this little girl, but runs on four legs like a wolf, and then just kills people. <laughs> it just it it looked like futuristic Chucky. And then the last one was Violent Night. David Harborough plays Santa, and this family gets kidnapped on, or you know, taken hostage on Christmas, and he just goes through with a hammer and starts bludgeoning people to death. And the whole time when I'm watching this trailer, I love David Harborough because he, again, was really good, very enthusiastic on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got was, a good voice. He is the perfect fit for hellboy yeah if ron perlman had not played hellboy right. first <laughs> but, but i kept the think, whole time i was here to talk i'm like oh that's hellboy <laughs> see i and i watched the trailer and i thought <laughs> mel gibson and fat man did this this idea oh, so much better one. fat yeah. man i was like they did it and only like last year or two years ago and and mel gibson as santa was so good in fact ken even said the trailer he thought it looked fake like it looked like a fake movie uh-oh so, because it's just so sil- like silly, like silly. It looked like one a- of the trailers before the uh, Tarantino Grindhouse movies. Yeah. It looked like those where it's like <laughs> the terrible Thanksgiving movie where everyone is dinner. and Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything else besides horror movies? Like, okay. is that all they show? Oh, no. no. They had Beast with Idris Elba, which is also a horror movie. Well, and I and I was like, <laughs> they've done this before. It's about a man-eating lions in Africa. And I was like, oh, Ghost in the Darkness. They did that. I was like, that was only like 15 years ago. No, it was like in the 90s. So it's probably right. time to remake that. But they did this with The Meg. They've done yeah. this with, I mean, it's it's a shark movie, but in Africa on land. On land. And then- so those um, survival-type movies. Yeah. Then yeah. they had two kind of hard sell trailers they had she said about the harvey weinstein um scandal about the reporters that broke that story oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah new york times reporter and stuff and i don't know i don't think anybody's interested in that anymore i think people want to move on and then the, sure the other hard sell was a romantic comedy by billy eichner that was called bros mm-hmm. and it's a gay rom-com it's the first gay rom-com from a major studio from a major studio and i think I think you you, sh- you could have eased the audience into a little bit, but there was a scene of sexual gratification in it. That, between four different men? Yeah, between four <laughs> different men. Wow. And uh, I just think it was just so, so like in your face you all of to, a sudden. You have to ease audiences into this. Especially the, all the white hairs in that audience. Like know who you're showing this to, people. If you're first, it's good for YouTube, but not for that yeah, crowd. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it was very well written he is very funny so like funny when, they, when the when comedians get the opportunity to do this they usually knock it out of the park right like yeah like i'm it's, so excited to see it because yeah. i think it's gonna be actually really funny and like yeah. i laughed in the trailer but this is one of those movies where you go through and you introduce oh this character is gay oh he's trying to find love and then at the end you sh- uh, end of the trailer you show him 
him kissing somebody. Movie started with him kissing someone. Eight man kisses later, <laughs> then there was an orgy scene. Yeah, <laughs> and people were too shocked to clap at the end of the trailer, like they did at the end of every trailer. Yeah. Well, they're they're going through their minds, going, "Can I play this at my?" Oh, theater? that was the biggest question. Oh, no. They yeah. were already saying, "No, I cannot play this at my theater." <laughs> there, Most I got, of them. I got so many people later that were like, "I don't think we're gonna play that." And yeah. I'm like, I okay. Well, let's give it some time and let's let that marinate for a little bit, yeah, and then totally. we'll we'll see how it goes. So, because we don't know print plans or anything no, like but I that. Think it's, I think this was an easy way to make a uh, an entree into this genre as a PG thirteen yeah. movie. Yes, like to say this is innocent. Oh, they woke up together and they're naked. You know, like, haha, funny. Ha-ha. But like he. <laughs> It was very and aggressive. from different sides of the tracks this, and this how they is, could fall in love. This is R-rated comedy to the extreme. And yeah. this really <laughs> is going to be interesting to see how they try to market this, promote this, sell they, this yeah. to theater owners. I mean, small yeah. business owners as a whole are much more conservative. They're older and conservative. And <laughs> you just can't get around that part. Right, so, right. You're not changing that with your audience. No. Or with your, I mean, they're selling it to the theater owners, not selling it to right. the audience. Yeah. During these. So I put that in the hard sell category. Not sure. saying it's bad, just hard sells. And then and then the final category is the fun category. And this was the best part. We had um, Minions Rise of Gru. Steve Corral came out and did the Gru voice. Really, really fun. Minions is going to trounce everything this summer. Then we had, which was the best was Joe Coy promoting Easter Sunday. And I swear, we got like 10 minutes of free stand-up in it. He was hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. He had the whole place laughing. It was more like laughing. 20 minutes when he was a lot yeah. of 10. Yeah. <laughs> he blew the doors off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He was, I mean, just above and beyond. Just so mm-hmm. good. And comedians are. And I yeah. and I think they're finally starting to get their due a little bit um in the industry and people are like kind of waking up to how talented they are so i do hate to say it but streaming does play a part in that as well but it's good for them to go have the next step be streaming and then the big step to be a theatrical release i mean billy eichner and joe coy getting their own movies yeah that's pretty impressive i i don't think this is obviously not joe coy's target audience no and they there were kind of like some mixed laughs when he came out with a lot of energy i think a lot was, of them didn't know who he was oh for that sure that was yeah, definitely yeah. a problem then he told a few jokes that kind of were hits and misses and then he comes out and he says i'm half white half filipino which means my dad was in the air force and the crowd <laughs> exploded oh yeah that got him all <laughs> and then he goes i found them yep. yeah and that was that and was then the he clicked yeah i got okay that i know my crowd and then five thousand yeah. people were were dying laughing and he's like okay now i'm gonna run through the rest and then of my he made, yep then this poor little this poor young woman came out with him and she was a mother and she was also half filipino and you know and he just made fun of her the whole time and the audience was rolling like yeah and i felt so bad for her but she was kind of thrown under the bus for the old people laughs <laughs> right right he knew what was working and so, then, so what yeah. is the movie uh, just a quick it's little... called easter sunday it's based off uh it, the heart and soul of his stand-up routine which is his mother uh, okay. and it take it's like one day in the life um of this filipino family and okay. it, it takes Easter place. Sunday yeah. and hilarity ensues. And they're trying to mend a rift in the family. And Tiffany Good. Haddish is in it and she plays a horny cop. Yeah. <laughs> As one does. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I think that looks really good. Then they did a Puss in Boots trailer. It wasn't quite finished yet, so... And then promptly moved the date immediately yeah. after they immediately. showed it. Of course, yeah. I kind of wondered about <laughs> after that. After they showed it and I was, announced the date. Yeah, because I was like, this trailer's not finished. Like, I was... Anyways. I know sure. it's at, like, at later, but later in the year now. Christmas is a better spot for yeah. it. It's it's really got broad appeal. Yeah. It's yeah, not true. an October, September movie. Yeah, no, that's true. but they need time to finish it. And then the last... Universal ended theirs with uh, Jurassic World Dominion, an extended look at it. And they had Bryce Dallas Howard come out and Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Gold hand in his bloomers. Yes. <laughs> it was so awkward, Kyle. He He's such a weird guy. And like, yeah. I think that was fun when he was younger. But now he's getting to be an older gentleman and it's getting creepy. But he like takes off his glasses and like kind of holds them. He didn't know what to do with his hand. And so he puts it, not in a pocket, not in his back pocket, not like holding his co-star, but... 
Right in his pants. Right in the front of his in pants. In the front. Like oh, he needed thumb, to just... on his, thumb on his belt. Yeah. Like <laughs> Dude just... knows he's set for life. <laughs> just like he needed to find the tip a little bit or something. I don't know. It was so gross. And he did it not once, but uh, multiple times. In, out, in, out with his hand. It was very distracting. It was like he was trying to like make the audience like just look at his crotch. Like, oh, did I put my hand here? Oh, let me take and it the out jeans again. Are, are already too tight. They're so tight. And yeah, he is no. so tall and skinny. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Weird. But, okay, but I'm sure weird, the footage was good. Weird with yeah. the capital... <laughs> yeah and then focus came out and showed a couple of their trailers the only one i really want to mention is miss harris goes to paris because that looks really heartwarming play to an older audience but it looked fabulous they released a trailer for that it looks very cute yeah yep. yeah super cute so then um so that took up wednesday and then ken and i left thursday morning we got the heck out of there because thursday was nfl draft day right. and also, we pre-plan to always leave on... Th- we always leave on Thursday. I can only handle so many days of Vegas. Sure. So, unfortunately, we missed the Paramount Lionsgate presentation. But I'll just go quickly go over the highlights. In Paramount, they showed Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. So, it's going to be a two-parter on this next Mission Impossible series. Mm-hmm. And um, a, Tom Cruise couldn't be there, although he's really good when he is there. I, I imagine he'll be there next year. But... Um, Tom cruising for bruising. Yeah. Not showing up to CinemaCon. I know. That's his that's his bread and butter audience. It is. <laughs> really, it is. And he's usually very good about it. But he didn't show up. He did a tape message. Um, they saw some of the trailer. It's going to be good. Top Gun got screamed. I hear very emotional. The rare sequel that can ma- you know match the first one. Yeah. Just very, very good. Everything you hoped and expected from it. Um, and then Lionsgate, there was just a couple uh, films they, that we want to mention. John Wick 4, they had Keanu Reeves there, all, oh, cool. always going to be really good. Expendables 4, uh, they're going to do that one. About My Father with Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. Yeah, He another comedian. He emceed the whole thing for Lionsgate. Very, very funny. He plays to an older audience, an older audience. Audience older than Joe Coy's audience, but so I think similar right. to Joe Coy, where the yeah. movie's based on his life and it's about his dad. And the heart of Sebastian's comedy is is his relationship with his dad. Like his jokes about his dad are what took him off. Joe Coy's jokes about his mom is what took him off. Right. Um, and then they they uh, announced a Hunger Hunger Games prequel movie, and I'm like, what? Yana Doll? The are they going to try wild. to bring this back? Like that was 10 years ago when so they were even long. hinting at that. And, and it, now it's actually t- a thing. The Tapas yeah. Games. <laughs> I mean, who's looking for that? So I, I'm, Good luck. I think they've got a hit with John Wick, Expendables, and About My Father. I'm a little hesitant Lions on the Hunger Gate Games. is basically saying, we've got a lot of stuff. Please come and buy us. Yeah. <laughs> Please come and buy us. We've got that Hunger Games. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that um, that was good. Yeah. CinemaCon was great. Saw good product. Met fabulous people. Felt more normal than in so last normal. year. So that's yeah. really great to hear that people got the experience back. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for next year. And, you know, can't wait for the summer. I feel like CinemaCon really rejuvenates you and gets you excited to head into this, to the summer um, movie going and I'm makes glad me we're excited. I'm memory this weekend with Liam Neeson so I can take <laughs> the weekend off. <laughs> <laughs> I know I forget like I when you're in Vegas you just have no idea time or day or any of that stuff like all of a sudden you walk out of the building if you even get to leave yeah. the casino and you're like it's dark what time what day is I'm, this I'm fried like an egg in tequila yeah. I don't know about you but I, I am no. I am done so I right. forgot that I we have memory coming out this weekend so we'll see how that does oh you forgot a movie forgot. about Liam Neeson forgetting yes I did ah the irony hi all right, last big topic of the podcast. Screen Insider launched, y'all. Yeah, it finally happened. Um, Silver Screen Insider has become Screen Insider. Yep, we launched Wednesday. To the moon! Oh my <laughs> gosh, I'm so excited. This has been months and months in the making. Just blood, sweat, and tears have gone into this. And really, I'm so proud of the product that we are, you know, launching and will continue to add for it is everything that a theater owner manager every tool they could ever ask for to help them you know succeed in this industry and we we have really taken silver screen insider and added the focus of marketing and 
um, operations insights and stuff and really made that more of the focus of Screen Insider. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what you know, operators need right now. They need some help. They need, they need help marketing their venues as venues in the community and not, you know, relying solely on the marketing of from the studios of the movies. So I think this comes at the perfect time in this industry for them. And so we're just really excited that it's finally out there. Yeah. And we hope that you have already subscribed to us previously and you're able to already have checked out the website the website mm-hmm. being screeninsider.co yeah .co um, not com yep. there's no m we're fancy like that now exactly we're bougie like that now so bougie and modern <laughs> but if you haven't become um, a subscriber it's, already it's modern there's no m oh there's no m it's modern <laughs> we're auteur right <laughs> but if you haven't become a insider already mm-hmm. uh, now's a good time to sign up because like we said like the summer is going to be looking really good with all these movies but um, assistance would be beneficial, we feel right. like, especially during these crazy times for theater owners. Yep. Try yeah. out the film Phil Atabase database <laughs> for theater owners and managers. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if you sign up now in the next 30 days, you get our legacy pricing, which is $25 a month. $25 mm, yes. a month gets you access to all our awesome tools. And after that, it's going up, going up to $43 because building these tools is expensive. Legacy. (laughs) You want legacy pricing. Um, So a few things I just want to touch base on about the what you'll see when you do log in for the relaunch site is... Make it quick. I got a poker game in 30 minutes. Stop it. (laughs) As uh, our post-social tool. This is the whole reason we came together and and created uh, Screen Insider. It is a target marketing platform. You put in your theater, you put in your Facebook page. Instagram page, all your socials. All your socials. And you're able to do a paid ad or organic post, either one. And if you do a paid ad, that you could select uh, a drive time, a radius around, super easy. It selects an audience for you. You can use a asset. A studio approved asset and suggested copy from the studio you set your own budget say 50 bucks and our platform will go out post this on your social media handles and direct all the clicks and traffic back to your ticketing urls yeah it's in way less steps than what you probably were doing previously between bouncing between grabbing the assets from one place and then moving over to your uh, social media page and then doing all the crazy steps within those right. social trying, media trying to pick pages pick your audience yeah. and then how do I really narrow this down and I'm telling you that the drive time you ju- you really do just want an audience that are actually going to come to the theater you're not out there for likes you're out there for ticket sales yeah. and this is this tool helps you get those ticket sales by put by putting your ads in front of people within a drivable range of your theater and making them go to your ticketing site so that that click equals a ticket purchase. And that's what's important here. We want the cost for a click to equal a ticket. And how much are you willing to pay to get that ticket? And that's how you need to start thinking about it. Think about your budgets is how much am I willing to invest to get a return of ticket sales back? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's just the name of the game now and it's just time that this adjustment happens right and when you're there checking out the movie database looking at what's coming up looking at your early show times when do i have to program a premiere when do do the advanced tickets go on sale you can then just slip right on over make a post for advanced ticket sales when they go on and get people to come make a post when you know you're five days out do a reminder post the day before and Mm -hmm. You can do this multiple times, and it's really convenient to do it all in one platform. Yeah, exactly. And uh, do you have anything else oh, to yeah. add on? So we also um, redid the dashboard. So the first thing you see when you log in, it has all the same features, except we add a what's new this week box. And I feel like this was really missing from Silver Screen Insider and is such a good addition. It tells you all the new wide releases coming out that week. It tells you any release schedule changes that Mm -hmm. have happened right then and there so you know right away. And it tells you any new tickets uh, on sale dates and any new early show time. So if, if you need to a quick glance of what's new in the industry, what new dates you need, anything that's changed, check out the what's new this week box. That'll have all the information for you. Yeah, right after you log in, it'll all be there 
uh, near the top of the page. Yeah, whenever it's updated. And then um, the last big change that I think everybody's going to really like is in our move when you actually click in the movie database. We now have a column for tickets on sale dates and early show times. So when you are looking down, you know, at the release schedule and you're looking for wide releases, you can see those ticket on sale dates and those early show times right there in the database and you can sort by them. So if you just want to see what's upcoming for advanced ticket dates, click that and mark your calendars. The only thing this website is missing is that M at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Pretty much. There's just no winning. Is there a K? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, if you got to miss something, it's that M at the end. I think. <laughs> yeah. You guys have everything else covered. I know. We want to be bougie and right there for everybody. Kyle, yeah. Cody learned a new word. I did. You're welcome, Ken. <laughs> Enjoyed that all weekend. I feel so fantastic after being in Vegas and walking by <laughs> so many like high-end shops like Louis Vuitton and Prada and... You know, um, and seeing guards and and like, like line tape around, like you can't go past the velvet rope into oh, these shops. Yeah, because I walked by in my Adidas with grass stains on them from mowing the yard. <laughs> yeah. they frowned at you, didn't they? They gave you the stink eyes. They were like, "Oh, no!" They didn't see me. <laughs> they yeah. right through me. They only look for the bougie. You don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, Vegas is such a different place. Me with for my, a small town folks. Me with yeah. my Timex watch. <laughs> So we're super happy and thrilled about Screen Insider, and we definitely want feedback. I mean, now we are more in control of how the this site is developed, mm-hmm. and we're able to really get, if we are able to get that feedback, we're really able to churn that out quickly for you. So go in, check it out, give us feedback. We want to make this as easy and convenient and helpful as possible. Yeah, this is all for you guys, the theater mm-hmm. owners, managers. We love this industry. And we want to make life easier for you guys. Right. So yep. we really hope that you enjoyed this platform. Again, let us know if there's any sort of feedback you have for us. But otherwise, please enjoy it. Oh, for sure. And um, I think that about wraps up this episode. Yeah. So until next week, we'll see you all again. Have a good weekend. Oh, survive in advance, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Have a cocktail for me this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you're going through detox. I can tell you that right now. I can the, see the sweat. I'm, I'm going to the hospital to get an IV. <laughs> you might need one. There's got to be a card game on the way, though, right? No. No. Just, I don't a, know. just a quick one. No, no, no. Oh my it's gosh. fine. Ken. It's Where fine. is a water bottle that could be like, nope, nope, bad? <laughs> Do not talk like that. Wish them luck, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Off the Break Podcast. Find us on all podcast platforms or at screeninsider.co. And be sure to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at Off the Break Podcast.